It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Keir Oval for the final test of the summer, England against India. And it's been a beautiful day at the Oval, actually, and England won their fifth toss in a row. And actually, I thought today, Simon, I thought for once England would bat the whole day. And lots of people said to me, what do you think the score will be at the end of the day? And I said, 270 for four. Uh, how wrong I was. Well, the most perplexing days cricket, I think, of the summer, really. We've been used to sort of crash, bang, wallop, uh, runs, wickets, teams being bowled out. And we had the, the slowest day imaginable, and then suddenly a collapse. What, what do you make of the surface? Is, um, is, it a, is it a 200 for seven pitch? No, I mean, none of them have been, though, have they? It, it, a game has changed. You know, I, I, I spent a bit of time today with England's former bowling coach, Otis Gibson, who is now, of course, South Africa's coach, and he's just here on a sabbatical for a few weeks. And uh, he, actually, he made an interesting point. And he said, because I was, we were talking about batsmen getting out on seeming wickets or wickets doing a bit and why was it, why was that happening so often? And he said, you know, one of the things is, he said, uh, I've noticed that wherever I go, and obviously he's coached in South Africa now as well as being England coach before, and he said, batsmen go into the nets before a game and if the ball does anything, they go, well, I don't fancy this. And well, so they come out of the net. Yes, and they don't want a net if the ball's doing anything. Or they'll say, can you use older balls, please, or something. Because, I suppose... So what he's saying is they're not practising in match conditions. Yeah. They're actually practising in easier conditions than the one they're going to face in, in, out spot, of the middle. Spot on. Because they don't want to undermine their confidence. Correct. It must be partly that. Mm. I mean, it, you know, their confidence is fragile. Uh, batting Batsmen traditionally seem to have... You know, a lot of superstitions, and they're quite kind of a lot of them are quite OCD and all that. So there is a sort of rather uh, you know, eccentric nature about a lot of batsmen. They're very inward-looking and in, can be quite introverted, and I, I suppose as a result, you know, mentally a bit fragile. But um, I, I, I said to, to Otis, that's an interesting point because Ricky Ponting always said, if I'm having a net, I want to face. Our best bowlers mm. with new balls, mm. 
I want it to be as realistic as, as in a match. So I will ha- ask Glenn McGrath, Jason Gillespie and Brett Lee to run in full pelt with brand new balls in the nets. And that's my way of preparing. And it seems like perhaps players don't do that anymore. Mm. Well, the day's play, 198 for seven at the close, which is the, the lowest scoring first day since 1999 when New Zealand struggled here against England. They still went on to, to win the match. Also, as well, if you go back to 1981, Australia, in that, that famous test match at Headingley, first day, scored 203 runs. Admittedly, they only lost three wickets. So s- slow-scoring days, they don't necessarily mean you're... you're uh, you're going to do- dominate the match or you're going to lose it. But it does feel as, it, as though England have produced under par yeah. today. But you just you, you never know in this series. Well, you don't. I, I, I'm neither side have batted with much conviction. Obviously, Coley's been the standout batsman on either side. The pitch I had a good look at this morning... And there was there was a bit of grass on it. There, there's probably Quite a more lot of grass there's, for there's, an oval test yeah, pitch. I, I, I mean, but they have actually over the last few years. I'd say oval test matches have had a bit more grass. I think we're leaving more leaving more grass on pitches in most of the test venues. I'm not sure really why, except that I, I think probably that the groundsmen that the drainage at these grounds are so good now and the covering also is incredibly good and they don't want pitches to dry out and, and break up too quickly so mm. they they leave a little bit of extra grass on partly for that reason to get a bit of good carry and you know to make the game interesting yeah. but sometimes they 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 are quite heavily in the bowler's favor especially with a duke ball do you think this pitch will spin then Yes, I think it probably will a bit. If, if we get there. If we get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it offered a little bit today, not, 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 not that much. But, you know, going back to why did England get 190 off a of seven, I suppose, actually, there was, they had a lot of luck in the morning. Mm. There was a lot of playing and missing. I don't think Moeen is a number three, but he, he sort of got away with it. And, and then they, they paid slightly for the luck they had in the morning, in the evening. Yeah, well, uh, Moeen played and missed so often in the, in the afternoon session as well. He must have played about played and missed 30 times, which is mm. actually a, a lot of luck for a, mm. for a and batsman. And he was dropped as well. And, and he was dropped and Cook was dropped. So w- what happened later perhaps was you know indicative yeah. of, of what should have happened earlier. Mm. I mean, Alex Stewart, who knows mm. his pitch very well, said he thought, you know, the first session... It'd be a struggle for the batsman, but actually England got to sixty-eight for one at lunch. I mean, it was a remarkable afternoon session, really. When you th- in just purely statistics, purely statistical, mm. fifty-five for no wicket and thirty-one overs. I mean, normally something gives, don't mm. you? You know that when that sort of pressure is on, thirty-one overs, normally wickets fall or the bowlers tire and the runs start to flow when you don't lose any wickets. But I mean, it's re- I think it's a remarkable afternoon session mm. Mm. in a way. It was sort of almost like neither side giving way to the other. Yeah. But no, normally one side does break through, though, don't yes. they, in that, in that situation? So the, the, the discipline and the sort of mental strength of Cook, slight fortune, but also, I suppose, discipline in Moen Ali, and countered by the, the accuracy and persistence of the Indian bowlers. And no real weak links, and they had a bit of Jadeja there to, to sort of give the fast bowlers a bit of breathing space as well. Well, you, you talked about no, no weak links. I mean, it comes back to a point we made early in the series, or I made early in the series, about this Indian attack having something of the West Indies about them. That's a relentlessness. Mm. I, you know, the West Indies bowling attack of the 1980s. It wasn't four fast bowlers today, it was three. But they were so relentless. Mm. And their, their figures are remarkable. When you look at Ishan, 22 overs, three for 28. Bumrah went under two and over as well. Shami, I mean, he bowled superbly. No wickets today, bowled superbly. Uh, eight over spell this afternoon. 
and you know he could have had you know, bags of wickets on on another day. But again, he was under two runs and over. There was that sort of that West Indian relentlessness that you used to see. You know, two and over. Where you, where's your, where your next boundary coming from? Where's your next scoring shot coming from? Oh, there's a single. Well, that'll be a lot for the next <laughs> ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. There was that that aspect to it today. And and Jaday just quite a good bowler, just holding an end as well. He, f- yeah. he fires it in. Mm. He's, you know, he's quite a good foil when you you know you need to give the the pace bowlers a break. So I mean, top marks for in. Mm. India's bowling today. I mean, it may just be, uh, you know, when we look back on this test match, look back on this first day, we may just be that India just bowled really well with great discipline. And the challenge for England is when it's their turn is can they bowl with the, the same discipline or, or can they find the wicket taking balls? I mean, but the problem is for India's batsmen is so far, you know, if it's not Kohli, then it's, it's nobody so far in this series. Well, okay, okay, Pajara, Pajara actually has begun to hmm. stick his head above the parapet, hasn't he? Rahani occasionally, but, you know, Kohli's carried this batting lineup, but they've got a chance yeah. as, they, as they had at Southampton. They blew it at Southampton, and, but, you know, you, you feel India have got a chance to make it 3 2. Hmm. Whether some batsman, one of the batsmen, could have done a bit about it... Yeah, good point. I don't know. You know, what, the, the counter the greatest, Yeah, well, one of the greatest innings that's ever been played in England was the Graham Gooch, 150-odd against the West Indies, you, you talk about, yeah. in 1991 at Headingley. And he scored 151 out of 252 all out. And it was a difficult pitch with those sort of relentless bowlers. And he did sort of counter-attack. And I... You know, Gooch, of course, was Cook's great mentor. And he always said that, you know, obviously the first thing in test match cricket batting is about defence, staying in. But you also have to figure out a way of making runs and and putting the bowler off or upsetting him or changing the dynamic of the game somehow. And I suppose that would be the one minor criticism of England, that there was no-one who was able to do that. The thing about Cook is... His great strength has been always being able to play the same way. Mm. He didn't, when the spinner was on, try and go over the top or try and hit him over deep mid wicket or anything. He just kept knocking it for possible ones, occasional twos, look for the cut if he could get one. So there was no, never an attempt, for instance, to try and dominate Jadeja and force them to bring a seamer back when they didn't want to. So I guess... You know, this is being very hypercritical. I'm not being critical. I'm just sort of making a point, really. They could have looked, or someone could have looked to pr- maybe play that role. Someone like Root would have been able to mm-hmm. naturally, but he got out. And Bester as well. And um, Bester got out. Yeah. Moen M- Ali. I mean, was he batting like a number three? Was mm-hmm. that was that was that his well, mindset, think, or was he was. just such good bowling that isn't, there's not not much he could do about it? I think him. he was trying to bat like a number three. I think he was trying to sell his wicket dearly, trying to maybe prove that he could do that job. I'm not sure it's. It's that wiser plan for England going forwards because they're going to be in Sri Lanka. Moen's going to be bowling a lot of overs. How the hell is he going to bat a number three? I don't, I don't see that's going to work, really. But anyway, I, you know, I guess it's, he's one of those people who sort of floats up and down the order. But it's, it's about getting roots number four, isn't it? Yeah, first first oh, and foremost. Oh, I mean, that, that's the sort of prime objective yeah. to, well, to yeah. start with. And, and then we'll worked, see well, who bats that, a number three. And then. that worked well today, didn't it? <laughs> you got a duck. Well. But anyway, uh, by the way, I've seen uh, young Alfred... Young Alfred Root, you know, who's less than two, he already hits a meal ball. He? he was up on the roof today uh, <laughs> of the top floor of the, the stand, hitting, and he's left-handed, interestingly. Uh, but it, already, he's only just started walking, and already he whacks it through mid-wicket. <laughs> so, you know, very interesting. Um, talking of left-handers, I suppose we should just alight on Cook uh, uh, as a man. Um, we haven't really sort of reflected on the fact on, on this programme uh, of his retirement. 
And I must admit, I first sort of suspected something back at the Edgbaston test, of the first one of the summer against India, when he said to me in the hotel bar, I'm thinking I'm, I still want to stay involved in the game, unprompted. Mm. I was talking about farming at the time. Mm. So I sort of thought then, mm, yeah, I, you know, you're obviously thinking about the future very seriously here, and I wouldn't be surprised if, given England win the series, that, that you call it quits. I think he probably has chosen the right time because... I think he's just struggling to deal with the, this mainly, this right arm round the wicket attack, which is double its intensity and quantity that it was four years ago. Mm. And nobody has really counteracted it that effectively. I don't think anybody in the world plays it that well because it's quite tough mm. bowling these guys with the Duke's balls round the wicket, angling it in and swinging it away, it is really difficult to play. Mm. 33 years of age, he's 34 on, on Christmas Day. I mean, there, there are a lot of players who have gone on longer than that. Gooch who, scored yeah. 1,300s after the age of 34. I, I, thought, I saw a stat the other day about Jeffrey as well. He scored 7,600s yeah. after the age of 33. Well, I, mean, that, I mean, I haven't yeah. checked that, but mm. I mean, I know he scored a lot, a lot of runs. He, he probably told you that. <laughs> back, he? No, he wasn't <laughs> him. Um, I think it might have been Fred Boycott actually on Twitter. Who, t- right. who tweeted that? Yeah. You know, you know why he's cut giving. Of course, he, he, you know, he made his debut at 21, so that's you know, 12 years of international cricket, relentless. You, you know, we all know what it's like these 151 days. 151 tests in a row where he opened the batting. Mm. That's a lot. And 159 test matches in yeah. a row as well. And also, yeah. I mean, it does. You do. You must get to the stage where you think, what have I got left mm. to prove or do? Which is nothing. Yeah. Because he's, he's easily England's leading run scorer. He's played all these games in a row. He's, you know, he's won series in in Australia. He's won series in India. Mm. He's captain England to a, to an Ashes victory. You know, the Ashes is still another year away, and you know clearly he must have been looking at his form as well. You, you talk about the pressure he's been under at the top of the order against this relentless mm. round the wicket bowling, and you, you, you must come to well, you've got to have fun, that, haven't that, you? Yeah, you've got to enjoy batting. Yeah. It can't just be a torture. And when they're denying him his favourite strokes, you know you start off playing cricket to have fun, mm. and when he batted, you know, in his pomp. Let's say you know he was pulling and cutting and driving occasionally, and there was a, there was an element of fun about it, even though it was a, a discipline and you know a responsibility of, of opening the batting for England. But now it doesn't look quite like torture, but it looks damn hard. Damn work. hard work, yeah. I think I, I think that's some, and it was today, wasn't it? It was damn hard work today. He had to draw on all his strength of, of, of mind and. You know, that, that technique that he's got, you know, where you just limit yourself to a certain number of strokes. And, and, and he's got another child on the way yeah. in about three days. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw Mrs. Cook today, well uh, well endowed with her third. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's another thing to uh, consider, isn't yeah. it? 190 balls for his 71. I mean, that just shows you how hard he worked. He, mm. he was out in the 64th over. It was, it was a typical mm. Alistair Cook. Innings and Musk, yes. you know, you, I reckon you know you drive away from the Oval on Tuesday night or whenever this game finishes, and there's that sadness that's bound to be as well. Um, but that feeling of, oh, thank goodness that's all over. Do you, you know mm. what I mean by that? Mm. Uh, it seems a strange thing to say. That that almost like relief. Mm. Well, I thought actually, I agree. I, I thought uh, seeing him at Southampton, in funnily enough, in the hotel, which is of course the commentary box as well. Mm. I just thought there, there's a guy with a bit of inner peace about him. I just he was cradling his two girls, both quite young, in his arms, and his wife was there, and we were just chatting, sort of about nothing much. And I just thought, I think 
you've kind of come to terms with everything now and there is this sort of inner peace developing mm. that you've had a, had a wonderful time but it is time to stop mm. do you think you should have played here yeah definitely i do actually and i know bumble amongst others did david lloyd david lloyd yeah. but no definitely I, I i think it's important that you give someone a, a sort of celebration and a thank you rather than just disappearing off the scene. Yeah. And we won the series, England had won the series. Yeah. If the series had been on the line and he'd announced his retirement after the fourth test, which he probably wouldn't have done, then different. But this this was, I think, a kind of, a little kind of celebration of him, really, which is which is fine. Yeah, I see it a slightly different way, actually. I, th- I think that if um, the series had been level at 2-2, you don't announce your retirement and you, you play on. Um, and because you're, you feel you're still England's best opener and you've still got a series to win, I think a dead series, you know, I think is a good case for, for bringing in someone else. Alex Stewart, for example, played uh, that, that his final test match at the Oval. The series was still on the line. So, that, you know, there was a good tactical reason for playing him. You could argue there was a good tactical reason here for introducing someone new. You know, chart, yeah. you know, you know I know it sounds ruthless, um, but, you know, mm. Cook is the past and someone else is the future. I mean, you can make that. On the other hand, it does add luster to this test yeah. match. And the, you look at the crowd today, they, you know, when he, when, he, mm. when he came on, when he mm. came off, I mean, everyone's standing up. It wasn't mm. just applause when he was... Dismissing, there was a huge roar went up mm. as well when he went over the boundary rope to sort of celebrate yeah. the fact that he, you know, he tossed it out. I think it, it just makes you appreciate. It makes you look one more time a little harder at what made him so successful and what you'll miss about him actually, yeah. just by examining the way he goes about things, which is hugely impressive. It's going to be a very tough act to follow. Definitely. Whoever's going to do it. I mean, England have had this... Mike Allison wrote a piece in the Times about this long sequence. There's almost almost the baton being passed on. There there have been a few occasions. I think it was one in 98 when uh, Mark Butcher opened with with Steve James when both of them had played fewer than 20 test matches, though Butcher went on to have a a decent career. Um, you know, there has been this. Normally, there has, mm. there's been an experienced opener at the other end, and England won't have that in the future. So, you know, they'll, they they will miss Cook, but he has been struggling for a, for quite a long time now. And at times, it's been hard hard to watch. Actually, when you think of a champion player really struggling, it's it's not. It doesn't make for for great viewing. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm. You you feel you actually mm. you start to feel sorry for them. Yeah. Really, then it does feel tortuous, and it then it looks tortuous. And then, of course, you, you know you come up with a double hundred of the MCG on bo- in the Boxing Day Test match. You think, oh, okay, perhaps it's not quite so bad after all. But you know, all good things come to an end, don't they? And this is going to come to an end now because we haven't got any more to say. Um, and it's now ten past seven, and England, with just the three wickets left, has sort of got to somehow cobble together another fifty runs. Yeah. Two fifty will be an okay score. And then they've got to get out there and bowl again. Yeah, well, they might be in the game with 250, might they? Josh Butler's still there. He, he mm. survived a remarkable uh, shout for LBW um, that, that was given out. And even Butler thought, well, should I review this now? There's not much point. Oh, OK, we've got a review left. And then found he'd actually edged it. Yeah. One, of the, one of the few occasions, yeah. actually, I've, few occasions when he didn't realise he'd hit it. Yeah. I think most of the time, I think 99 times out of 100, you know you've hit it. I'm not convinced about that, no, actually. Well, I... But, this, this, you know, <laughs> that's an argument for another day. <laughs> Definitely, though, at least England's bowlers have had a whole day off, which I don't think they were necessarily expecting because of the way the series has gone. They've had a whole day off, so tomorrow they can get bowling. Yeah. And maybe, well, what are India going to get? 
I think they'll get more than 250, but maybe not that many more. Yeah. Well, who, who knows? It's, a, it's been such an unpredictable yeah, series for the batsmen. It's, 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 it's hard to know. England won the series, so in that sense, you know, you, you can. There's not quite that intensity, you know. There's not that sort of desperation to get the result. England would love to win four-one. Last time they're in India, they got thumped four-nil. So it's nice to give a bit of payback. But the bottom line is they they've won the series. So I say roll on the Test Championship, where every Test match matters, because I think that will give it even more luster. Not just Alistair Cook's last Test match giving it luster, but every, you know every game will matter. And I say roll on that. England Australia next year will be the first uh, Test series in the Test Championship, and I, I think that will be better for the Test match game. Excellent. I couldn't agree more. We'll be back with you at this time tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.